What up, Gromis? Yeah. Alright, check it out. Hey, yo, what up? The name is Nerd Grows. I got the buttery turf flows. The way I make these herbs grow. This one's for all my tent homies and my earth hoes. Yo, 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 yo. I, wait, what, what are you doing, man? What? Start the podcast. Alright. What up, y'all? Episode 8. We're killing it today. Hope everybody's doing well. The big piece of housekeeping is that this morning we hit 250 listens. So I want to say thank you so much. I'm glad you guys are having fun. That's all I'm really doing. Just trying to have some fun over here. <laughs> but I love all the comments I've been getting, all the DMs you've been sending. This has been a really positive experience so far. I only got one hater so far, but it was my mom. And yeah, I don't blame her, to be honest. But yeah, jokes aside, thank you. It's been really, really great. All right, so Master Bader BG Master Breeder BGG just dropped a new strain called Truck Stop. I was able to nab one for myself. I haven't got it in the mail yet, but I'm very excited. This is my second order from BGG. Uh, I also have Odin Sun seeds, and getting my first package from BGG is like that's one of my like milestone experiences in growing so far. Like I bought Mephisto, I bought their like sampler pack, and that's all I had at the time. And it was cool. Like it came in a nice like cardboard box and stuff. <laughs> Couple stickers, you know. And you know, just like the tent system, like every piece of gear you cut like comes with like eight hundred stickers and stuff. But the package I got from BGG the first time, you know, it was the first time it really felt like a curated experience. It came in a nice tin. The seeds were in a really cool, like a little potion bottle with colored cotton in it. And everything was just very aesthetically pleasing. I mean, he didn't give me candy like Alabrije did, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time I like got something that wasn't just like a cardboard box with stuff in it. That's really where I kind of like fell in love with a lot of the like artisanship in the cannabis community and started digging deeper into that where before that point I was really just watching like YouTube tutorials and stuff and not really digging in super deep. But yeah, that'll probably be like one of my little flashbulb moments when you know when I think back on my growing history. I have this cabinet in my basement, just a little off topic, but I have a cabinet in my basement where I keep little mementos from like every website I've ever run, every project I've done, uh music I've made, music my friends made. I've just I, I've amassed this huge collection over the years and it's really cool to add like a cannabis section to it. Cause so now it's like cannabis like stickers and little promo stuff. And then it also has like indie comics and comic books my friends made. I have like a stack of CDs that my friends made. All different buttons and stickers and little paper zines and stuff. Pretty cool. I have like a little indie artist museum in my basement. <laughs> but anyways. Not a whole lot of housekeeping this week. Just want to say thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, we got some more uh, seeds coming. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to what's going on with my grow this week. So I actually do have a few major things going on. Uh, the first thing is today is the first day you can germinate for your average grows night owl grow along. And this is the first grow along I've ever participated in. So I'm very excited and I think it's going to be a fun experience. As you know, like my grows for like the past basically a month have not been going that great, 
but I've made a lot of adjustments both in, you know, as we discussed like the past two episodes, like switching over to organic, learning how to water better. Like I said last episode, it's something you kind of take for granted. But yeah, I just have a gut feeling that this is going to be my best run thus far. So fingers crossed, y'all. <laughs> so for the grow along, I'm popping Compton Kool-Aid by Night Owl, obviously. That's a strain that kind of caught my eye before I started growing. And it was kind of like like it, the little goal in my head, like I want to grow the strain just because the name sounds cool. It looks good. So that's the cultivar I'm running. And then my strategy, I'm doing five gallon soil pot because I don't really have any other options at this point. For soil, I'm using Fox Farm Strawberry Fields. So at this point, I've only used Fox Farm, Ocean Forest, and Happy Frog. I have a five-gallon pot currently filled with Build-A-Soil Light Blend, but there's no plant growing in it currently. More on that later. (laughs) But I wanted to try out Strawberry Fields. I want to say it was Captain on Cultivation Conversation had recommended that for autoflowers because there's a similarity between autoflowers and berries, right? Is that they're both very flower-heavy plants, very bud-heavy plants. So I believe it was his theory that the soil would be good for autoflowers because of that similarity. So for newts, I'm using Build-A-Soil Craft Blend, Build-A-Soil, Build-A-Flower. I got some rice hulls for for the mulch layer. Uh, In my water, I'm putting in Photosynthesis Plus. But yeah, nothing too crazy. I'm still learning, still very new at this, so I'm just kind of, you know, easy pitch the ball over the plate kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to see how it turns out, and even even if it sucks, just doing something with the cannabis community, with the people you talk to every day is really cool. All right, so for my other plants. <laughs> so last week I told you in a five-gallon pot, I did Night Owl Rouge and Blue, and that didn't end up germinating at all. Now, I heard someone talk about how like you don't want to plant the seeds upside down, and I kind of thought it was silly the first time I heard it. But this one, I like I never pay attention to what direction I put the seed in. I checked it, and the seed had opened upward. The taproot was coming out and then looping back down into the soil. I didn't know what to do, and then the next time I went to check on it, it had died. So I dug it out. I replaced it with Blue Zeroso from Alabrije, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, The whole taproot thing happened like three days ago, so the BZ is on, what, day day three of germ right now? So nothing's coming out yet. I also had that little, like, was like a quart-sized bonsai I was going to try to do with Mephisto HBKX livers, and that one just didn't do anything at all. The seed just didn't pop at all. So I'm sure a lot of you saw it on my Instagram, but that reel I made where I had the little bonsai and I like put croutons and soy sauce on it. <laughs> God damn, I wanted to make that meme for so long and I finally got to do it because I, I, I was waiting for the opportunity of planting a seed and having it not pop and then I would have this like free dirt to make that <laughs> make that reel with. But yeah, that never popped. So I just took the took the soil made that real, and then just dumped it out, washed it. So that means in the big tent right now, I have Night Owl Compton Kool-Aid on Germination 1 right now. 
And then I have Blue Zoroso on Germination 3 right now. Now, as for my other plants, the two that I stunted really bad, their leaves are like, like it, it's basically too late to get any good, uh, any good like leaf growth out of them at this point. So, but the buds are stacking on really nice. I I, I basically have them lollipopped at this point. I left on whatever leaves were like still completely healthy, but they're basically lollipopped and just stacking on buds, and I'm just waiting on them, waiting on them to finish. But they smell really good. The buds are looking really nice. It's just the rest of the plant is just shriveled up, crying in the corner. But it's okay. We got it. <laughs> also, speaking of that, I did get a lot of comments this week about the amount of stunted plant memes I was making. And it wasn't in a bad way. Like Those of you who messaged me just kind of thought I was being hard on myself. And I'm good. I, I just made those because stunted plants was on my mind this week. I like making self-deprecating jokes. Was <laughs> someone in Discord this week <laughs> comparing me to Rodney Dangerfield? It's not a great comparison. I mean, I'm I'm uglier than him, but we do go to the same doctor, so I kind of get it. But yeah, my homie calls my small tent the nursing home <laughs> now because <laughs> it's just got all the, <laughs> the shriveled old ladies in it. But yeah, everything's good outside of all of that. I feel like my grow's in a good place. I got everything set up. Because the other thing, remember, with the stunted plants, I was trying to switch from Fox Farm Trio to build the soil halfway through the grow, which I'm sure didn't help. The craft blend definitely perked them up a bit when it kicked in, though. The two plants that I'm germinating in the big tent right now, like those are all one solid strategy where the two I have stunted, I was being more experimental with. But yeah, that's all that's going on with me this week. Since the theme for this week is starting new plants, we're going to talk about different things you should do when you start a new run of plants and just basic grow housekeeping and maintenance in general. So yeah, we'll get into that in a moment, but first I got to read an ad. Are you tired of smelling like you just wrestled the skunk every time you indulge in your head stash? Do you find yourself apologizing for the aromatic ambiance that you created with your friends and family? Well, fear not because Dudley's dank off is here to save your social life. Say goodbye to the days of trying to mask the unmistakable aroma with vanilla-scented candles or industrial-strength air fresheners. With Dudley's Dank Off, you can transform your space into a pot paradise without anyone raising an eyebrow. Today we want to tell you about our latest innovation, the Herb Halo. It's not just a deodorizer, it's a fragrant symphony that dances around your most dank moments, leaving behind nothing but good vibes and a hint of euphoria. But wait, there's more. Order now and we'll throw in our limited edition Funky Fresh Car Air Freshener. Take the dank off experience on the road and let the world know that you're part of the smell good revolution. Dudley's Dank Off, because life's too short to smell like you just went camping with a can of Bigfoot. You can get started over at nerdgrows.com slash dankoff. That's nerdgrows.com slash D-A-N-K-O-F-F. So today we're going to talk about different things you can or should do when you're starting a new run of plants especially if you're starting a whole tent of multiple plants because popping seeds is fun and it's good to have like a little routine for it. So my first tip is to clean everything you can. So that's all your tools, your tent, just clean out everything. And it's not even like a whole super high cleanliness thing. It's just like if your tent's empty, if your tools aren't in use, that's the moment. That's the window to get everything clean. 
So I'm not saying scrub everything, but whatever the space in your grow allows for, clean all of that, essentially. I know I know a lot of you have it. I see it on your Instagrams. You guys have that fly strip goo stuck to the inside of your tent. How's that helping your reflectiveness? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got them too. I got like little fly strip skid marks up and down my tent. And it's so hard to get off. You got to use like rubbing alcohol or nail polish remover. My great aunt's borscht works well. But yeah, just clean everything, especially stuff that you don't think to clean, like reusing um, syringes or your pruners are all gunked up. Just take the opportunity because if you want to have an efficient grow, you want to look for little time gaps like this where you can catch up on other stuff. And the second tip along the same lines, and this is actually a mistake I made where I ended up messing up one of my plants, is reset your tent back to where it should be for seedling. Because an issue I ran into is I still had my tent set for flower and then I put I had seedlings in it and they were not happy mostly because the oscillating fan was set too high and then I got the powdery mildew we discussed what two episodes ago so yeah just remember to reset all your gear I know like setting up your gear isn't something you do that often as your grow goes on you make little tweaks here and there and then you don't want to start a new plant with all of those tweaks that you just built up to your flowering plants Give everything a fresh reset. Clean, reset. We haven't even got to the plant yet, and already like your grow setup is vastly improved, or at least maintenance has been done on it. So the next part is setting up your medium and everything. I'm still experimenting with different ways to do this, so I don't really want to give any advice here. You know, you have your container, which is, I do fabric pots. You know, you have ceramic pots, plastic pots, earth boxes, city pickers. Any container will work to an extent, right? <laughs> But yeah, having your container set up, uh, having your medium on hand, getting all that ready, getting it mixed in, any additives or cover crop, mulch. Like I said on Instagram, throw a couple croutons on there. Get all that ready, and that's like a whole process unto itself. I started off mixing two soils because I was doing like Happy Frog on top, Ocean Forest on the bottom. So for my two new plants, I'm just using one soil for each one. So I literally just threw it in there, made sure everything was evenly distributed. I know they say don't like pack it down a whole lot, but one thing I'm trying with this is I, I kind of packed my fingers around the edges of the pot. So I noticed with my other plants, after you water a couple of times and the soil kind of condenses a bit and like the roots start to take hold of everything, I get like those little like pockets down the side of the fabric pot and then you go to water and all the water just runs down that pocket and spills on the floor i'm trying out different ways to kind of pack the sides a little bit so hopefully that doesn't happen if you guys have any tips on how to avoid that i would really love that because that's <laughs> it's been a frustration since i started and next is germination now i do direct so i just throw the seed right in the five gallon you know, you put the seed in and then you put like a little crumble of dirt on top. What I do is I like fill my whole mouth with dirt and then spit it out. And then when you still have all the dirt around like your lips and stuff, I just go over the seed and I just... <laughs> and that's usually enough. But yeah, seriously, you don't want to drop the seed too, too deep. I know I see a lot of people be like, oh, like fingernails, you know, fingernail length deep, just a little sprinkle of dirt on top. But there's also a lot of ways to germinate cannabis seeds. I see some of my friends uh, soaking right now. Some people do the paper towel method where you take a damp paper towel and then you, know, you sandwich your seeds in it and then you put it in a DVD case of Nothing But Trouble with John Candy. It's, like, it's way too complicated. 
in my opinion. I also, I only have Uncle Buck, and I heard that, like, leads to Herms. Much like physically resetting your gear and cleaning your tent, you also want to reset the digital side of your tent. Obviously, if you're using all different components, you, you would want to readjust each component back down to where it should be for seedling. I know a lot of us are using computer systems like AC Infinity. You know, go into your app or go into your controller and make sure that everything is set up for how you want it for seedling. Because if you're if you're just rotating plants in and out of the tent, it's it's still going to be set for flower. I do know if you do have the AC Infinity controller in the app, there are automations for each stage of plant life. But I haven't tried them out yet because they do put on. Uh, I mean, you can go in and edit it, but because I'm adjusting for the climate of my house, when I looked at what the what the automation contained, I didn't think it would really work for my house. But if you have like a long room or something, it probably like the automations would probably work awesome. If you if you've ever tried those, let me know because I'm I am really curious about that. You know, I love little gadgets and shit. <laughs> but yeah, today's kind of a short one. I just wanted to go over planting a seed, which isn't the most horribly complicated process in the world. Apparently, I've been having some troubles, but what the fuck? Now, those were like the two seeds, like the one that died and the one that didn't pop. Those were like tester seeds. And I don't know what the germination rate is. And also, every other seed I've ever planted has successfully germinated. So like I was overdue for a couple duds. But yeah, playing a seed is one of the easier parts of the process, and I think because it's one of the easier parts of the process, people tend to overlook opportunities to kind of improve their whole grow. Like I said, with cleaning, resetting your gear, resetting your digital gear, and it also gives you an opportunity to try out new soils, try out new additives, different containers, and it's a fun process. And I know like people love buying seeds because like. Cannabis seeds are like the the trading cards of the community, right? And popping them is like the fun part because you're like, all right, I got this strain I've been holding on to for two years now. Finally get to pop it. And that really seems to be the case, right? Like it's a, la- it's a labor of love in the middle. It's like popping, it's fun. Harvesting and trimming, it's fun. But then you just have all those weeks and weeks and weeks where it's just like water food, water food. <laughs> but we love them. And that's why we do this. All right, so I've been watching a lot of stand-up comedy this week, and I'm going to tell you about it in a second. I got to do another ad. Greetings, herb enthusiasts and green thumbs. Ever wish you could cultivate the goodness of cannabis while enjoying a flavorful experience? Well, hold on to your buds because we got just the thing for you. Introducing the spit and sip, the germination sensation that takes place directly in your mouth. That's right, spit and sip is the cannabis-infused pouch that is packed with the seeds of your favorite strains. Just pop one in, hold it in your lip, and let the green magic begin. We got your indicas, your sativas, and even a couple of hybrids, all in one little pouch. These pouches are specially designed to pull nutrients out of your saliva and give your plants the good start that they deserve. Spit and sip. Because why settle for plain old germination techniques when you can cultivate good vibes right in your grin? Go to nerdgrows.com spit to get started. That's nerdgrows.com S-P-I-T to get started. Disclaimer, Sip and Spit is not responsible for users that experience cannabis growth in their digestive system, choking, acid reflux, pirate frog rashes, esophageal distress, or nausea. Alright, so I've been catching up on some comedy specials this week. If you're in the comedy, I don't know 
well, specifically if you're into like Tom Segura and all them, you probably know that their producer Nadav recently left and he started his own YouTube channel about comedy podcasts, but also like helping people grow their own podcasts. So it's like a mixture of like podcast culture commentary and learning. And I've really liked it so far. And on one of his last episodes, he talked about his favorite stand-up specials of the year. And I haven't really kept up on stand-up a lot this year. So the first special I watched was Nick Mullen, Year of the Dragon. I've heard a few people say it was really good. I was familiar with who he was, but I've never watched any of his stand-up before. And I think it's really funny. <laughs> like I, I thought it was a good special. He has a really good bit on uh, Ninja Turtles. There's also... A, it's woven into the same bit, but it's also a bit about the New York City sewer systems. It's just so funny. But yeah, there's a lot of good jokes. I'm on like my second way through watching it. Yeah, I like it a lot. So I'll have to check out. I know he was what on the Come Town podcast. I never listened to it. I, I knew what it was, but I never listened to it. But I may go check out some back episodes now. The second one I watched was Beautiful Dogs by Shane Gillis. This wasn't my first time watching this. I actually did watch this one the day it came out. Shane Gillis has been one of my favorite stand-ups. I don't listen to his podcast or anything, but his special, what was it, like two summers ago or last summer on the Live in Austin, that was like a perfect special in my opinion. It was just like essentially flawless. Whether whether or not you like the jokes from like a artistic standpoint, like it, it was like just very well put together. And this new special is very similar. He It actually kind of felt like he copy-pasted his last special into this one and then just switched up the jokes. He hits a lot of the same beats as the first special. But yeah, he even used the same like boobs and John Cena line from the first special. And I don't think it's a bad thing, especially like at this point in his career. Like, like I know he's a huge stand-up at this point, but that wasn't the case a few years ago. I mean, he really got blown in the stardom when he got fired from SNL, right? I think of it almost like, you know, you have a a band that'll put out a demo tape and then they'll put out their full-length album and it'll have a couple remastered songs from the demo on it. That's kind of what I feel about Beautiful Dogs. <laughs> Something weird that I noticed with the specials I've been watching this week is they have like this through line of comedians saying that they're bored waiting for the show at night and then they go to museums in whatever city they're in. And like, I, I just thought it was weird that that's, I, I don't think anyone's stealing jokes from each other or anything, but it's just like, you know, that kind of hive mind thing <laughs> where I'm just noting, noticing a lot of comedians talk about this very specific thing of being a comic and you only work late at night. So you go to museums during the day. And with Nick Mullen's special and Shane Gillis's special, I think they have like a really good style. And I, I think they both have a similar style. And it's kind of like, I feel like Bill Burr is old enough now where we're getting comics that were heavily influenced by him. And I feel like you can really see like the Bill Burr essence in both Nick Mullen and Shane Gillis. All three of them have this style where the premise of the joke is like really messed up or disgusting or offensive every punchline they hit during the bit like pulls it back it's a really good method for telling offensive jokes without coming off like an asshole basically because you think like there's a difference between telling a racist joke because it's a racist joke and then 
a stand-up comic being like, my uncle's so racist, he tells jokes like this. And then, so like, you're not really laughing at the premise of the joke, but you're laughing at kind of the absurdity that someone would actually believe that. And I think that like Bill Burr really helped bring that comedy style into the mainstream. And you can really see it in like newer waves of comics now, which is cool. And I've always loved like absurdist, sur- surrealist comedy like that. I wouldn't really call them surrealist, more like they just have absurd twists in their jokes that makes like how harsh or gross they are more <laughs> more tolerable. You know what I mean? Not even more tolerable. It's fucking hilarious. But yeah, I always, you know, like I grew up on like Adult Swim where you have all that surrealist absurdist comedy you're like yeah it's not it's not offensive because it's a meatball doing it to a milkshake you know <laughs> but yeah that's what i got going on this week popping seeds i gave you some tips if you want to pop some seeds and uh watching a lot of stand-up <laughs> all right until next week peace y'all <laughs>